Science by You by Jennifer Govan from CNET With a camera in hand, Dottie Dwyer peers out her window, scanning the view for flashes of color or movement. When she sees a bird, she'll record that sighting in a massive online database that scientists around the world will use in their research. But Dwyer isn't an ornithologist. She's a retired deputy sheriff. She's one of an army of regular people who volunteer their spare time to collect critical data for scientific research. And this is citizen science. Citizen science is a simple concept with big implications. It's the idea that people with no formal scientific training can contribute to meaningful discoveries, and it's taking off in a big way. Today, helpers from all manner of backgrounds volunteer time to help scientists conduct research they could never do on their own. They can turn a scientist's typical team of just a few undergraduate students into an army of thousands. The concept is not new. The researchers who run citizen science programs will tell you that amateurs have contributed to science for centuries. Some were nothing more than intensely curious people who took the initiative to ask questions about the world around them. And even well-known scientists of eras past relied on volunteers. Carl Linnaeus, widely considered the father of modern taxonomy and ecology, relied upon specimens sent to him by amateur scientists to build his species classification system. But since the last 19th century, when full-time jobs in the sciences became more common, the practice of non-professionals doing scientific work started to fall out of favor. Can the untrained public really be trusted to do legitimate science? Thanks to technology, the clear answer is yes. Today's citizen science projects tend to fall into two categories. People either go out into the field and collect data on the plants, animals, and conditions around them, or they sift through mountains of data on the hunt for interesting bits. They do this using technology that many of us take for granted. Smartphones, digital cameras, and internet connections. Is that a laboratory in your pocket? Cornell University has organized a massive network of volunteer data collectors, Through its eBird program, run by Cornell's Lab of Ornithology, volunteers submit reports about the types of birds they see by identifying the species, uploading pictures, and even recording birdsong with their phones. Then, every February, volunteers band together for the Great Backyard Bird Count by reporting their sightings and location through an online form. That invaluable data gets added to the eBird database and is used to update maps of bird distribution in North America. We can almost instantaneously create a map of where snow buntings or American robins are, said David Bonter, assistant director of citizen science at the Ornithology Lab. It wasn't always so quick and easy. Cornell has involved the public in scientific research since the 1960s, when a camera phone was unimaginable. Even in 2002, when Bonter came to Cornell, volunteers submitted their bird observations on paper, mailing in their findings at the end of a birding season. The Cornell team spent months cataloging those records. Now, Cornell gets a lot more data much faster. eBird receives about a million records from volunteers across the globe each month, records Cornell makes available to anyone who wants them. A scientist working on climate change, for example, could use the eBird database to track whether certain environmental changes have affected bird migration. More than 60 scientific papers have used Cornell's citizen science data since 1997. Birders aren't the only citizen scientists making a difference. 
NASA's COOL program for Students' Cloud Observations Online invites students to record their observations of nearby clouds and send them to the space agency, which uses them to validate its own satellite measurements. The relationship is symbiotic. NASA gets the hard data it needs, and teachers get a chance to involve students in a hands-on science project. Doing Science in Your Basement Some citizen science projects can happen even from the comfort of your own couch. NASA's Disk Detective Project posts images from telescopes for fans to scour for stars' debris disks, the hazy rings where scientists believe new planets form. A similar project, Snapshot Serengeti, asks volunteers to classify animals photographed by camera traps in Tanzania. This approach allowed researchers to categorize hundreds of thousands of photos in about a week, a feat they could never have accomplished on their own. Quantity and quality. But when citizen scientists have little to no formal training, can you really trust that data? That is the